at the beginning of the year, my wife and I, we decided, hey, you know what, we are going to do this like 365 hard thing where we're going to read scripture every day. We're going to pray for like a long time together every day. We're going to work out every day. We're going to drink a ton of water every day. We're going to have like food restrictions every day. And I will say this, Lydia hasn't missed a day. So she's a queen. She's a queen. She's actually home today because Piper's sick. So, um, but Lydia hasn't missed a day. I missed one day. I missed one day. But besides that though, it has been actually pretty good. Um, I don't know if you guys are still, if you made New Year's resolutions, if you are still keeping those. Um, but one of those is like, hey, I just want to be healthier, you know? So the whole working out thing is, is a new thing, like doing it every day, but it's been good. But one of the things about working out specifically that I, I don't know the science behind it. I don't know kind of why. I mean, like, of course I could like Google it, but like I don't really know why. It's just more of the cultural thing to do. But I was told, hey, once you start working out, you got to drink protein shakes. So I was like, okay, working out, sweet. Got to do the protein shakes now. And so I did no research. I, I've, I'm just, I'm new to it. Lydia, she loves protein shakes. You could literally like do a protein shake instead of dinner. And she's like, I'm good. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. That's not, that's not what we're doing. And so um, I was, but I was like, hey, everyone's talking about these protein shakes. So we gotta, we gotta start doing protein shakes. So um, I actually went to Costco with our worship pastor because um, you know his family they're all athletic people and whatnot so we go to Costco we're looking at the at the protein section and stuff and again I don't know what I'm looking for so I literally ask him I say hey which one of these are going to turn me into a beefcake because that's that's the goal really that we're shooting for and so uh, we end up buying this bag that thing was 65 dollars for some protein and I was uh, anyway so but we bring it home and Lydia, again, Lydia's on the protein shake train already. So she already, she bought all of these things, ingredients that are in fancy bags that are at Whole Foods, and she knows all the reasons why she, you should take these and stuff. And I have no idea what they are, and I don't really know why I should take them, but I've just seen her do it, so let's just, let's just throw it all in there. So I'm adding ingredients, I have no idea what we're doing, and I'm, I'm, I'm scooping double servings of protein, because, you know, beefcake stuff, right? And so I'm just adding that. I was like, that sounds good. Let's throw in a couple strawberries in there. So let's do that. I, I don't know what flaxseed is, but I'm adding flaxseed to this thing. And, and so we blend it all up. And to your surprise, it was disgusting. Oh my word. It was disgusting because I'm just throwing stuff in there just being like, I, I hope this works. And it didn't work. It was gross. So I ended up throwing away and I had to start over and I'm asking for help like through this whole thing and everything. And and friends, I start there tonight because I think that a lot of you, whether you intend it this way or not, kind of view dating kind of the same way. You, you have a, maybe some ideas, like you know, hey, this is kind of what my friends say about it. This is what my parents say about it. This is what TikTok says about it. This is, this is kind of what I've experienced in the past. And so I'm just going to throw some stuff in there. Uh, you complain about this, so let's not do that. You, you guys like this, so let's add that. Let's just hope for the best. We'll shake it up, and if we like it, fantastic, but more than likely, we probably won't like it, so we're just going to throw it away. And we're just going to keep trying over and over and over until we find something that we like. And what happens when we do that is people get hurt, and oftentimes that includes ourselves. We don't have a plan. We have no idea what's going to happen. And so, friends, like tonight is all about hoping to give you a plan. Because we're in this series called People Problems where we're looking at all the different relationships that you are in right now, right? Or Lord willing, will be in. 
you know, you, you have relationships with your parents, with your friends, with coworkers, with bosses, teachers, teammates, things like that. And a lot of y'all are either dating right now or wanting to date sometime in the future, right? I mean, I'm sure there's, we got a lot of people and then there's like, bro, I could care less about dating. Praise God, keep it that way. But some of y'all are like, man, I kind of I kind of like I like what they look like on Instagram and I want that. I I like the trendy stuff like on a TikTok and so like I w- I want that. And so all we want to do is just give you like, hey, what are the things that God's word says so that you can have joy and he can get glory for that relationship. So, here's what we're going to do. This is going to be a three-part message over dating. Okay? Three messages over the next two weeks over dating. And tonight specifically, we are going to talk to the ladies. We are talking to the ladies. We're, we're going to be just looking at God's word and we're going to be like, hey, w- what kind of person does God want you to be? What kind of person from God's word does he want you to be? Because fun fact, if you read through this whole thing cover to cover, dating's not in here. Not once. Dating is actually, believe it or not, you do the history over it, it's only like 125-ish years old. So it's a new thing. Like dating is not a modern thing, but the Bible does say a whole lot about character. So what kind of person should you strive to be? And especially if you don't give a rip about dating, again, praise God, no rush. I promise, no rush, don't do it. These are still things that God has for you for like, hey, if you want to be a godly woman, these are the things. Now, my fellas, my dogs, you don't get a pass on this week, okay? You don't get a pass because guess what? God's word still God's word, whether you're a guy or a girl, but even past that, a lot of y'all want to date too, right? Or are dating right now. And so tonight's message is all about like, hey, take notes for who should you look for? What, what kind of woman, if eventually, if in, you know, 12 years from now, you want to maybe ask someone on a date, you know, take notes. You can reflect back on it, you know, a couple years before. And then you can be like, hey, this is, this is from God's word, the kind of woman that I should ask out on a date. Because, guys, I, I, I know, I went through high school and I graduated. I know what it was like in middle school and high school. And we have all sorts of kind of fantasies about what the perfect woman should be like. We think, yeah, she's got to be a 10. She's got to walk the right way, talk the right way, have her hair the right way. She's got to wear the right things. She's got to be funny, but not funnier than me because that's not cool. She's got to be chill. She's got to be like one of the bros, but not a bro. She, she's got she's to be all of these things, and she's got to serve like Mother Teresa. you know. So she's, she's got to be the total package. And, and friends, here's, this is the part where I'm saying, okay, what does God's word say about it? Because God has some, some things in here for like, hey, if, if you're going to start dreaming about like who should the perfect girl be that I ask out, God's word has some things in here. So ladies, who is the godliest woman you can be? And we're going to look at God's word for that. We're going to look at the godly woman. And so if you have a copy of God's word, and I hope you do, um, oh, shoot, we didn't pass out the Bibles. There's actually all in the box right back there. We, a couple leaders need that. Um, if you have a copy of God's word, we are going to be in the most popular passage in all of scripture, talking to the ladies. Ladies, where are we going? Some of y'all know. Come on, say it. I didn't hear you. Where are we going? 
Proverbs 31, that's what I'm talking about. So if you have a Bible, um, people are passing out some Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, take that home. That is our gift to you. Um, It's going to be on page 310. If you're not familiar with your Bible, it's Proverbs is literally right in the middle. Um, It's a great book. It's an easy book to read. And Proverbs 31 is the last chapter in that book. So it's a super easy read. Page 310. We're going to be in Proverbs 31 and we're going to start in verse and while you're turning, I'm going to just give a little bit of context. So Proverbs was, was primarily written by this guy named King Solomon. And so then in chapter 31, again, if you have one of the Blue Bibles, it's page 310. It starts off by saying that this was written by the mom of, like, King Lemuel. Okay? So it's, it's this kind of, like, mysterious thing. But it's, it's a poem. And so it's just most scholars just be like, yeah, this is the mom of King Solomon. And what she's doing is she's talking to her son, and she's being like, hey, Bubba, this is the kind of woman that you should date. This is a woman you should marry. This is an awesome woman, and I pray that you find this woman. So this is, this is, from, this is heartfelt. This is from a mom talking to her son and being like, hey, this is who I wish for you to marry. And so if a uh, fun fact in, in some Hebrew stuff is that um, – from verses 10 all the way to verses 31, there are 22 things that this mom is giving her son to be like, hey, like, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. And like I said, it's a poem. And so in Hebrew, it, this is literally an acrostic where it's like the first verse is like the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So imagine it'd be like, hey, she is A, awesome. Second verse, she is B, bougie. You know, verses three, like, like, like that's, that's how this is being read. And so there's 22 different things, but what we're going to do is we're going to summarize it into seven things, okay? So if you're a note taker, seven things, ladies, seven things from just one chapter of what a godly woman is like. Gentlemen, seven things of what a godly woman is like. So we're going to start reading verse 10. We're going to read verses 10 through 12. It says, um, she, again, the mom's talking to her son. She's saying, a wife of noble character, who can find her? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing in value. She brings him good, not harm, and this is the key part, all the days of her life. If you're looking for the very first thing of what kind of woman should you be, you should look for a faithful woman, a faithful here, like, th- this lady described is, like, she does good all the time. She is consistent. She has disciplined character. She's done the same thing all the days of her life, over and over and over. She has a track record of doing good to all people all the time. She's consistent and she's faithful so that that way there's a reputation about her. She has character. And so ladies, my question to you is, are you faithful? And, and yes, to, to, to some degree, yes, this is talking about like don't cheat, okay? That's not in scripture, but don't cheat, okay? That's all truth is God's truth. So don't cheat, but this is talking more than just that kind of faithfulness. This is talking about, hey, are you faithful to obey Jesus when it sounds good and feels good and when it doesn't make sense and it's hard? Are you faithful to be obedient all the time? Ladies, how is your character? 
even when people aren't looking. Who are you when no one else is around? We call that integrity. What is your character like? Are you faithful? It keeps going. Verse 13, it says that she selects wool and flax. That's what flax do, baby. Okay, so she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar, and she gets up while it's still night and provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. The second thing that we see is that she is attentive to her home, attentive to her family. Because again, like all of y'all are students, right? So, so this isn't talking about like, hey, are you feeding your kids, right? None of y'all got kids. But what this is asking is she's talking about she cares for the needs of her family. Ladies, what are you doing around the house? Do you serve your siblings? Do you serve your parents? Do you only do chores when people ask you? Or are you proactive in wanting to do things for your family? Gentlemen, here's a fun fact. Here's a, here's a really fun fact. We'll talk about dating here in a couple weeks. But like dating is an interview process. You are finding out, is this person going to be a good wife and a good baby mama? And right now, you get the time to see whether or not she is going to be an awesome friend and partner in your home. Because if she don't give a rip about your home, she's only practicing to not give a rip about her home. Ladies, you're only practicing now who you're trying to be later. So are you attentive to your family? Keeps going. Verse 16. We're going we're gonna to jump. We're going to read some verses and we're going to jump to another one because it, it all goes into the same summary. Uh, verse 16 says that she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. So she's also had a protein powder. She's got big arms. Um, she sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds a distaff and grasp the spindle with her fingers. Let's drop down a little bit. In verse 24, it says that she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. Simply put, this woman is not lazy. She is working hard. We talked about hustle and grind a little bit a couple weeks ago. And so like, there's this balance of work and rest. But I feel like when we hear messages like that, we think, oh, I can just kind of just be lazy and do whatever I want. When the Bible is celebrating, she's out there grinding. She is working hard for her family. She's getting after it. She's not just sitting home doing nothing. And so, ladies, are you lazy? And again, let's go, let's go even past that because, of course, we will typically be really kind to ourselves. And so we'll just be like, no, of course not. What would your parents say about you? And what would your siblings say about you? And what would your friends say about you? Would your friends say, yeah, she really just likes sitting on the couch. Or would your friends be like, no, she's getting after it. She is an awesome member of the church. Don't be lazy. Let's jump back to verse 20. Verse 20 says that she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. What this lady is, is this lady is tender to the needs of other people. Tender to the needs of other people. She's gentle and kind and serving people who can't pay her back. Jesus will say, serving the least of these. This, this is being like, ladies, 
do you ever serve people that can't pay you back? It doesn't give you any uh, relationship clout or you won't get invited to extra parties. You won't get anything fancy because of who you're serving. You just serve people for the sake of serving people. Awesome examples would be this. How do you do with your siblings at home? Your siblings don't really, like, won't, won't really do a whole lot for you unless, like, you have an awesome family. But how often do you ever just serve your siblings? Just would say that from God's word, God's, God's word would say that a godly woman is tender towards the needs of others. Here's another example. When we get a new student at the bridge, ladies, and guys, this, this pertains to you, this isn't just a lady thing, but like when, when a new student comes to the bridge, you don't know them, they don't know you, and everyone's nervous, right? Hopefully someone else can be there first. I would say from God's word, one of the kindest things you can do is get out of your comfort zone and then be a good friend and, and, and care and serve and love people who maybe don't have friends or maybe scared to come in. That's an awesome way that you can be tender towards the needs of others. Keeps going. Verse 21. Let's read 21 and 22. It says, when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. And this is, this is a hard one. I was trying to find what's a word that describes this. And, and this, is, this is one of those where this is not a non-negotiable. Like this is, this is a, from God's word, like God has saved this in his word for thousands of years. But what does God say about it? God says that a godly woman is Aesthete. I had, to, I had to Google it because, again, I had to find the right word. But we get the word aesthetic from this word. From, from God's word in these two verses, what we, what we are seeing is that this lady cares about decorations and colors and fashion and, and wanting things to look pretty and, and things to be organized and, and, and all these really fun things. And, again, I'm not saying that you have to be fashionable. I'm just saying God wanted King Solomon to marry a woman who cares about that stuff. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying, because too much of this is a bad thing. Because you know this. You know people who care way too much about what they look like, what they dress like, and, and all those things. So, so, ladies, you need to know, where do you get your beauty from? Because you, it can't come from, where you, from the clothes that you wear or the makeup or the earrings and, and all those things. Like, it can't come from those things. God's word has saved for us to read tonight that, hey, God cares about this. So I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out there. Be obedient to whatever it says. It keeps going. It keeps going. Here we go. Uh, let's read verse 25. Verse 25 says that she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. What we can see here is that this lady, a, a godly woman, is sensible in preparation. She is planning and prepared for the future. She, she's ready to the best that she can of whatever stuff comes her way. She is ready. She, she knows where she's going. Now, again... 
because I know that we have sixth grade all the way through 12th grade. And so if I was to ask a sixth grader, hey, what degree are you planning on going for in college? People in college don't even know what they're doing in college. So I'm not saying you have to have your entire life planned out. But I am just putting before you, do you have goals that you're striving for? Are you, are you on this thing of, like, how can I grow as a person? How can I grow my relationship with Christ? Like, hey, this is kind of the direction that I'm going. These are some of the goals that I want to accomplish. Like, it doesn't have to be as terrifying as what do you want your career to be and how do you want, what age do you want to retire at? What I am saying, though, is that we should be prepared. We should be working towards things. We should have goals, and, and we should care about stewarding today and we also should be making plans for the future. So it keeps going. Verse 28 says that her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And this is, this is on the coffee cup. This is on, if you grew up in church, a lot of y'all maybe heard this. It says that harm is deceptive. And beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord, she praises her. This really one, this one specifically is of this list. This is me talking to the guys for a second. This one is really the only non-negotiable. This is the one where it's like, hey, like she could still be growing in all of these other areas. Maybe she's, maybe she's not the most aesthetic person. Maybe she doesn't really give a rip about, you know, how her hair is parted and, and all those things. Like, that's okay. Like, that really is okay. But this one specifically is the only non-negotiable. And it's that a godly woman is yielded to God. Yielded to God, as in submitted to God. Meaning, hey, God, you are the king. I am not. God, you can do whatever you want with my life. And it's all yours. Like, my yes is on the table. Whatever question you would ask of me, the yes is already there. And that is a woman yielded to God. Ladies, are you submitted to Jesus? Does he have your yes? Does, if he was to ask you to start or stop anything, you would do it. If he asked you to go do something, if he asked you to go talk to somebody, you would say yes. And ladies, have you trusted in Jesus to forgive you of your sins and your rebellion against him? Because that that's how we get submitted or yielded to God is through surrender. It's being like, God, I have messed up and you are the only one who can save and forgive me. Again, this is, this is for the guys and stuff as well. If you were ever curious, how, how does my relationship with God get restored? How, how can I get eternal life? How, what's the whole thing about life in general? The whole thing is like, hey, we have all sinned against God. And so then that's why Jesus, Jesus came to the earth so he could live the life we could never live to then die on the cross the death that we deserve. So that now we can be free and we can be forgiven if we submit and trust in him. And that is the, the standard of being like, hey, if you are submitted to Jesus, that's what it takes. So whether you're a lady or you're a guy, that's the invitation. It's being like, hey, 
You can trust in Jesus tonight to forgive you of your sins. But guys, let me talk to you for a second. Guys, let me talk to you. Check this out. If you claim to be a Christian, you are, you are also yielded to Christ. You're like, God, let's, let's go. All in, whatever you want. Then the lady that you should look for, the lady that you should ask out, the lady that you should strive to marry and, and, and build a family with and everything like that, should be 100% bought into this. Because, because guess what? If you want your, like, the spiritual relationship part of your relationship with your future spouse to, to just be mediocre, you want it to be mid, you, you want it to just not be amazing, you want it to be just okay, then my, my application to you is this, then just go find the most mediocre Christian you can and then go date her. So unless, if you want a, your relationship with Jesus to be awesome, and you want your relationship with Jesus and your spouse to be awesome, then go find the godliest person you can, and then go say, hey, listen up. Because this one, being yielded to Christ, is the most important attribute. It's the most important thing. So then, whether you are trying to date someone or not, ladies, the godliest thing you can do is just be completely surrendered. Because guess what? Guess what? God's word says that charm is deceptive. Guess what, ladies? Guess what? It does not matter how good you can pose on social media. It doesn't matter if you know the right way to put whatever thing so that you can get the most likes. It does not matter if you know the right things to say so that you can get the guy to do whatever you want. It doesn't matter if you know how to twirl the hair. It doesn't matter how, like, what clothes you wear. It says that charm is deceptive. And beauty is fleeting. But the guys, you know, some of them would be like, bro, 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 bro. Sure, she's not like completely sold out for Jesus, but she's in. And she likes football. Like, she asked me to come watch the Super Bowl at her house. Like, and she can cook. You, you know, like, I, I would say, hey, guess what? In 80 years, it doesn't matter if she's a 10. 80 years, she ain't going to be no 10. That's all I'm saying. And God's word says that beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So ladies, th there is a pressure on you to, to, to meet a, a standard. Like in society, like people will, will want to to hold so many standards against you. You have to do this, you have to do this, you can't do that, you can't do that, you have to wear this, you have to look like this, you have to do this. And even more than that, a, a lot of y'all, especially if you are wanting to date, you feel this pressure of performing to be just the, to satisfy whatever boy's fantasy you could possibly, like that guy could think of. But if we were to summarize the whole message in conclusion, a, a godly woman does this, a godly woman is faithful. A godly woman is attentive to her family. A godly woman isn't lazy. She, she is focused on being tender to the needs of others. She is esteemed. She is sensible in preparation, and she is yielded to God. Check this out. It doesn't matter what a boy's fantasy is. The standard has to be God's. It has to be God's. Again, it doesn't matter what a boy's fantasy is. It doesn't matter the social standards. It doesn't matter anything like that. It matters 
about God's faithfulness. Don't give a rip about no boy's opinion about you. Just trust God. Be obedient. Follow his word. And we'll trust him in the whole process, okay? Ladies, get after it. Boys, do the absolute best you can. Use wisdom. Use discernment. For if you're ever going to ask a girl out, do to ask God and be an encouragement to the ladies while they are trying to be obedient. Let me pray that we would. God, we love you. We thank you for your word, and we thank you that you love us, and we thank you that you sent your son to die for us. And if there's anyone here that doesn't know you like that, I pray that they would surrender their life to you and ask you to forgive their sins. And they would just give you their complete and full yes. And I pray that the ladies in this room through the power of your Holy Spirit, would be obedient to what your word has for them. They would do these seven things. They would just be the godliest women they possibly can. And I pray that the boys would be awesome brothers in Christ and encourage them to run their races and to win it all. I pray that we wouldn't be stumbling blocks, but we would be encouragers. For your glory, for our joy, God.